Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of earnest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Matthew 28, verse number 1. He said, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his remnant white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Wow. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Praise the Lord. And I told him, he said, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Praise the Lord. We are talking about implications for location. Part six. Please take your seat. Jesus was there. Three and a half years, he was walking with, with his disciples and he told them, he said that one day I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to pick it up again on the third day. Now when he laid down his life, he died and they put him in the grave. And when they put him in the grave, mind you that that grave was not meant to be Jesus' grave. It was meant to be the grave of the man who went to seek for his body for a befitting burial. That means that giving people a befitting barrier is, is a very good thing. Praise the Lord. And so he was put in the grave of this man who was a disciple from afar. And on the third day, two women, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, went to the graveside. And as it was their custom, they used to go there with spices to try and attend to his body. You see, loyal people never leave you even when you are not responding the way they expect you to respond. That Jesus was not conscious. He was dead. He was frozen for 72 hours. And because Mary and Mary Magdalene were loyal, they were still administering spices. In fact, when your leaders or when the person you follow find him or herself, your leader, in a state of inertia, or when they plateau, that's not the time to abandon them. Many followers 
will abandon their leaders when they start plateauing, when they find themselves in the state of inertia. Some women will leave a man once the cash is not flowing. And some men will leave the women once things begin to fall apart. And the clay is elastic and it's elastic for a reason. That it doesn't stand forever. It can fall. Jesus. But some people have children, two, three with a woman. And then they see some other things that are nicer in their eyes. And because at that point, the girl is now a woman in childbirth and in much pressure on the body. And the men leave. They don't administer any spices. What were the spices supposed to do? They were supposed to preserve the body of Christ. They were supposed to keep him fresh. So there is a point where followers keep the anointing of leaders fresh. They keep the driving force of leaders fresh. Are you here with me? And if you look into the Bible, you will see that clearly no leader starts from the beginning and ends well. There is a point in between the journey where a follower must pick up the leader. Look at Samson. He lost his eyes to a beautiful woman. And I think that every woman here should learn the antics of Delilah. It's one of the anointed women in the Bible. And listen very carefully. <laughs> and the men should learn how to put their head where Samson put his head. <laughs> Samson lost his eyes and he was called by God to begin the deliverance of the people of God. Not to finish it, to begin. His calling was to begin. And so all that time, God was preparing him to begin. I'm saying that no leader is meant to start and maintain momentum till the end. That's not how God has made life to be. And so when Samson plateaued and... Uh, was in a state of inertia, helplessness. He had, on the day when they took him to go and make sport and to make mockery of him, you see, because there's a point in your life as a leader, even when God has called you and anointed you, things can come together to make you become like a joker. Can make you become like a mock, uh, I mean, someone that can be used as, um, people can mimic you and use you like a byword and a proverb. You become like a mockery, a shadow of yourself. And sometimes you can be so misrepresented that your eyes will be gone. Your strength will be gone. And you are used for entertainment. When <laughs> situations begin to set aside your anointing. And use you for entertainment. You find out that everything will be down. When the chips are down. You need a young man like Samson. Samson called a young man and said, come, come. And the young man came to stand. Where they wanted to mock at him, stood by his side. And Samson said to the young man, lead me to the pillar. I mean, strong man who could collapse the whole city gate and all of that. He shouldn't be talking to a young man that lead me to the pillar. Because at that point, he needed to use the eyes of the young man to find direction. 
And even though the young man didn't have strength, Samson's strength was coming. He still needed the eyes of, of the young man. And the young man led him to the pillar. I'm saying that leaders need sons and daughters, if you like, call it followers, to lift them up when sometimes they can't see where they, they, they have the strength, they are still called, but they've lost the eye. Jesus is in the tomb and he needs to be ministered to by women. Hey. That, that we are talking about the vulnerability of the leader. I, I, I'm feeling like preaching this Easter Sunday morning. Now, can you imagine that Jesus of all people, now women are taking care of him. Now, I'll come back to this side. Just remind me. So, Samson was put to the pillar by a young man. So, when leaders are making investment into their followers, it's for this season. Where they cannot get to the pillar by themselves. Or they don't have the wherewithal to get to the pillar by themselves. They need loyalists to get them to the bar line, to the pillar. And when he got to the pillar, he told the young man that, work done. He brought the whole house down. Sometimes, you would think the leader is finished. But it's not finished. He just needs a young man to take him to a particular spot where the calling will now be reactivated. And the Bible says that on that day, Samson killed more than all the days of his life put together. And that was the beginning of the deliverance of the people of God from the Philistines. That assignment was fulfilled because he had a follower who was loyal to make him use his sight, foresight, vision to lead him to the pillar. Today, if your pastor stops seeing vision and stop prophesying and stop visiting you and stop attending to you like when you were a baby, you are likely to leave the pastor. He doesn't care. He's plateaued. The church don't care. No, there's a time you need to care for your leader. There's a time that the, the man must care for the woman. There's a time that the woman must care for the man. It's not every time somebody cooking, the woman cooking for the man. There's a time that the man must cook for the woman. And Jesus, they were, women were administering spices to his body. Why? Because at that point, he needed ministration. And so that was the state of vulnerability. He was dead. He couldn't say, don't draw my pants. And he was a Nazareth. You can imagine the amount of hair on his body. Leave me alone. <laughs> and women were dressing Jesus. Ah. I'm just saying that there's a time that a leader will become vulnerable. Vulnerable in words. Vulnerable in works. Vulnerable in leadership. I might even make a mistake. And he will still need followers to cover him with spices that will preserve him in his vulnerability. Losses may come. Leader may have losses and he needs people around him to cover him in the state of his vulnerability. And they went there daily. Some people will stay around. Some people will leave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean if a pastor loses something that you think they shouldn't lose. People feel it's a judgment of God <laughs> on, the, on the man of God. Listen to the name. Man. First. Before. Attached to God. Is he not man? 
And so, so sometimes you have seen pastors have lost children and their churches have collapsed. Because people are thinking, how, how does an anointed man of God lose a child? Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I have been sick and praying for sick people to be healed before. And I couldn't pray for myself to be healed. I, I had to take medicine. The anointing is controlled by God. Is God talking to somebody now? The man of God needs ministration. He has to be ministered to. Especially in the state of their vulnerability. And it is in that state that many people run away. Peter almost ran away during the trial of Jesus. And Jesus told him, I know you. You'll be saying no, no, no three times until that cock will crow. And uh, anybody here following pastor should not do I trust my leg. Because you don't know your level of disloyalty until your pastor or leader is no longer attractive to follow. I'm preaching. You think I came here to joke? <laughs> you don't know your level of disloyalty and vulnerability until Christianity is no longer beautiful for you to follow. That is when you really know the, the thing in your heart. Whether you have stickability or you have abandonment. And many people abandon leaders. But Jesus was not abandoned by the women. We need men and women in church who have the heart of marrying and murdering leaders. Listen to what I'm saying very carefully. Please, can you clear your ears this morning? Because I think I see a lot of ears in a lot of people's ears. They are not hearing me. Put that your right finger inside. Clear, let pastor see now. In this church, then when I say it, you do it. Yes, I'm a bausubia. Boy. If you are a woman, you need a man who can metamorphose. Yes. Into a woman in your state of vulnerability. That's why you see some men, they will stick with the woman. And if you are a woman, you have to be converted to this point two woman. Yeah, 2.0 woman. Yeah, yeah. Because not all women are women. Not all women have this spiritual mothering and caring abilities. Some are escapees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They will tear run away when things are not fine. Am I preaching? Is it preaching? Don't marry anybody who will run away from you when you are just dead for three days. <laughs> You are not a proper church member. You are not loyal. When your pastor is dead for three days, plateauing. Some people can say, the church is not growing. Me, I cannot be part. Away. They always see something that is growing. See something that is more beautiful somewhere. And they want to be part of it. But you need people who have the ability to stick and continue to administer spices. So when Jesus rose up, he had the heavenly body. But that heavenly body has also been prepared by human beings. When they kept administering, I'm telling you, there's a way that followers give anointing to leaders. Especially when they, so don't just be here. We are here to feed into one another. It's like a food chain. I'm building you and at some point in time, you have to build me. 
One of the reasons why Moses had a big problem is that he was always interceding for the people when they went wrong. But when he went wrong before God, the people didn't intercede for him, so God killed him. Leaders will by all means be vulnerable. Sometimes you go and hear people bashing your pastor, bashing your church. That's the vulnerability. Whether you will put mouth into it in a negative way or you will say for where? For where? Because pastors are always taking bullet for members. But members don't always take bullet for pastors. Members normally will save their skin. Because they don't want to be attached to any disgrace. But we are normally getting ourselves attached. I mean, if today you went to sleep with a fetish priestess, I will still be your pastor. True of us? Let the pastor, they say the pastor has gone to kiss the breast of a woman. What a breast kissing pastor. I can't be there. I can't be there. Pastor should not do that. I'm just saying it all. It's a bad example for good illustration. (laughs) People will not stand. My pastor can fall. Peter fell three times. So Jesus knew. The guy was betraying him. He was betraying him. One. He didn't say anything. Two. Three. He betrayed him. He said, Peter, me whom? But be a bear fine. Pastors are always standing with people. In their vulnerability. But you have to ask yourself. When push comes to shove. Will you be on ground? When your leader is sent to the graveside. In that state of loneliness. Where no one wants to relate. I mean only dead people. And soldiers that have been bribed to keep him there. When bloggers. And the media powers come after your pastor. Will you also say that we didn't know? (laughs) Will you join the chorus? Or you will stand knowing that he has stood for you all this while. And I'm telling you that every church member will be put to this test. Every what? Will be put to this test. Every church member. Every follower. And so, this is it. When they went, I think I've preached a nice message already. But I, I still have a lot to preach. Because I'm preaching about implications for location. I don't even know where this one came in. But the point is that they knew where Jesus was. But Jesus was not meant to be there. So when they went there on the third day, he was not there. Because Jesus knew when to be in a place and when not to be in a place. There are, he knew that the graveside is not his permanent location. So when they went there, he said, this is not my dwelling place. And quickly, the angel of the Lord told them that he is on his way somewhere. So now, prior to this time, he had told them the people were afraid in John chapter 20, verse 19. So, mind you that they went to one place. He was not there. And then, he knew where the people should be. So, he himself went to where they were. Are you here? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? I'm just showing you that God is interested in your spiritual location. So, in John 20, verse 19... The Bible said, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, 
when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Jesus knew that they were all supposed to be assembled in a particular place. And he went there when the doors were shut. That means that none of them was going out. Or none of them was meant to go out. Jesus knew that they should be assembled here. question I want to ask you is that. Does Jesus know that you will be here all the time? Or you are an international church visitor? It's an implication for the location. And when he wants to reveal his resurrection power to you, he comes to where he has designated for you to be. The resurrection power will not happen in your life everywhere. And you will find out that one of the disciples was not on ground aside Judas. Brother Thomas. Yes, he was just roaming about. Tommy was roaming. And because he was roaming, he had a particular perspective, which was a very wrong perspective. When he came, for all the people who sat and assembled where God wanted them to assemble, in that place, because the implication of that location is that you get to see a revelation of the nails through his hands and the piercing by his side at first hand. You get to encounter God at first hand when you are where he wants you to be and you stay where he wants you to stay and he meets you on time. You get to encounter. You are not encountering him through another person. You are encountering. He himself is coming so that you encounter him. Many people, your walk with God is basa basa because everywhere is your church. And so you don't have any personal direct encounter. Everything you are being, you are being told by somebody how Christianity is. But you yourself doesn't have a personal encounter with Jesus. When Jesus came at first, Thomas was not there. So when he came and they told him that he's been here, he said it's a lie. It's a lie. I must see before I believe. And Jesus said, you miss the blessing when you miss your location. He said, blessed is he who has not seen yet he believed it. That means that if you don't stay where God wants you to stay and stay there for him to meet you on time, your faith will be affected. And you begin to talk in a carnal way. And you see that the way Jesus wants everyone to operate is different from the way Thomas is operating. He says that the people who are blessed are those who have not seen but they believe. But you are saying that you have to see before you believe. Thomas, you are out of course. That's why you can be a born-again Christian and the blessing is far away from you. Why? Because you don't understand the implications of your spiritual location. Why has God put me in the keeper's house? In fact, why are you here this morning hearing this message? Because God wants you to hear it. So that you will be part of the blessed are they who have not seen. They are not carnal. They are not physical. They don't need red oil. Those who want to see before they believe, you have to give them something tied. Some soap. Some red oil. Some, do you understand? Hey, are you sure you are here? Yes. Yesterday I went to Anakazo for a wedding when I was coming by the Bree Mountain. 
you know, the rocks by the side of the hill, of the, of the hill, there's a natural spring that springs there. There was a time that they said that even some pastors went to collect some because they said it is supernatural. A car be fear, you know. Tia, Missy, we. In Zue, free in the baby, oh. Rock, dear, water must come. Because you don't understand the spirituality of location. Somebody can tell you that there is some water be that is special water. When you pour it on yourself, men will love you. And people will pay money and go for it. There are implications, though, that you stay where God wants you to stay so that you learn what God wants you to learn. Praise the Lord. That is how you enter into the blessedness. Blessed are they who have not seen, and yet they believe. Is God talking to someone? I sure God is. If God is talking to you, wave your hands and tell, tell Jesus, 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 you to happy Easter. <laughs> I'm feeling the preaching power. So, this is how we know Thomas for who he is. Because he wouldn't be where Jesus wants him to be. He's just running around. Running around. And in, throughout the whole Bible, this is the story about Thomas that we will always tell. We don't talk about any other thing Thomas did. Possibly he was only recorded for this. To show us that, Charlie... <laughs> to and fro. Just a pendulum swinging here back and forth. Hey, Easter Power to stop Wow. I don't know if we are applying the truth of the Easter. <laughs> it's powerful. It's powerful. If you are the type that moves here, there, here, there, you will always come late. You will meet a secondary blessing if you meet any. It happened to Esau. Ask Esau. The father said, cook for me and I will bless. Every time people who like roaming, they just miss the primary blessing. By the time he came back, oh, Jacob was in the house. He had cooked the crown by the help of the mother. He saw arrived. And when he saw came, nice food. You see, sometimes when you roam here, roam here, roam here, roam here, you will get something that looks like a very powerful revelation. But there is no value in it. Oh. The only value in it is crying for regret for not sitting in the house. I'm preaching beer. He cooked a nice food that the father could not eat. He said, regardless of your nicest food, 
The blessing is not for you. Somebody has collected the blessing. And the person didn't have to roam in the bush. Because what you went to roam about to look for, somebody took it from the backside of this house and brought it to me. Question I want to ask you is that, why are you looking for what is not missing? Why are you looking for something that is already in the house, outside there? What are you looking for in the forest? When there is sheep in the house. You see, the problem with people is that they lack the skill to make a sheep and goat meat smell like a grass cutter. A and when you lack the skill, the solution is not for you to go out. The solution is to stay in. I'm just saying, you see, people who go out, they are just looking for something as it is. But too many things can be transformed to become something for the blessing. And for that's why you don't have the anointing to break the barrenness. It is in the house. And a pastor will be on ground for you. Like Jacob's mother. He's the one, she's the one who prepared the food. And she knew how to make goat meat smell and taste like a chin. Antelope. Are you here at all? Tell somebody you need help. You need help. Right in the house. If you roam outside there, you will be hunting for a husband. Hunting for babies. But by the time you come back, all the blessings would have been carried away. By people who stayed in the house. Clap your hands and put for Jesus. Wow. Let me tell you. Even if you don't have resources like Jacob. Even if the command was not directly given to you. And you stay in the house. There will be a spy. It is the mother who had the conversation between Esau and the father. And told Jacob that I'm arranging you for the blessing. <laughs> he was not there. He was not there. Someone's revelation can become your blessing if you are in the house. Now, bush in a revelation. When you are dream, I know also no revelation. belong to the kingdom of God. Who kingdom of God are we? Everywhere is nowhere. It's only people who don't know where they are going that everywhere looks like their destination. And really, sometimes, it can really look similar. Yeah. That's why there are road signs. <laughs> First time I went to Germany, I almost missed my hotel. <laughs> I was in the Bahnhof. The train was going somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. I didn't, everywhere I was seeing, I said, hey, this is, the, this is the place. I want to get down. Every stop, I want to get down. Every stop, I want to get down. Then I remember something called Steintwa. So it's a sign very close to my hotel. So I was just looking for that sign. Looking for a sign. I saw it. I said, oh, this is the place. Oh. Every church is not your church. Oh. And everywhere is not your location. Even though church, all churches are churches of Christ, if they are founded on Christ, but you are not meant to be everywhere. Even if you live in Trasaco, where the houses are basically the same, let's assume like that, every house is not your house. You can't just enter everywhere because you live in that compound. The houses have got numbers. 
And the households are different. And you will be called a thief if you enter into the wrong house. Your provision will not be there. Is God talking to somebody? Your marriage is here. Your children are here. Your blessings are here. What are you looking for somewhere? By the time Esau came, the father said, all my blessings have been given to the one who didn't use hunting skills. To use resources from within. Some people don't understand that when God puts you in a church like this, every grace and anointing you require to fulfill your destiny is already on ground. You don't understand. You, the food we are asking is on ground. The babies they are on ground. They are here. The job is here. Tell somebody it's right here. I can't hear you. Tell somebody it's right here. That's the problem of Adam and Eve. Everything is in the garden for them. And they are listening to the voice of the serpent. But everything was right there in the garden to sustain them. Why do you want to leave the place, the church that God has put you? You will lose what God wants to do in your destiny when you don't understand the implications for your spiritual location. For you to stay where you have to be, number one, number one, celebrate the death of your leader. Celebrate what? The disciples were sad, but they celebrated his death. And they kept the ritual. Sometimes a leader, Jesus was alive and dead at the same time. Sometimes a leader will be alive and dead at the same time. And you have to celebrate him like when he was multiplying the 5,000, bread for the 5,000, and fishes for the 5,000. Are you here? If you don't celebrate, because you see, the, the moment of death or deadness for a leader, the seeming deadness of a leader, is an opportunity for you to operate in a mantle. I'm feeling it. It's an opportunity for you to what? It's like the absence of a leader means an opportunity for somebody to carry a double portion. And there are certain graces and anointings that will never locate you until you make yourself available to be closer to your leader when he seems dead in the spirit. I don't know why I'm preaching powerfully this morning like this. I can feel it. Like when you're a good husband, you feel it. When you're a good wife, you feel it. Elijah is about to be taken to heaven. And he knows he's going. Elisha also knows that he's going. But he's doing bumper to bumper with Elijah. The master even says that, you stop celebrating me. Some 50 sons of the prophet, they have stopped following me. You to stop. He said, for where? I'm not stopping. No. I'm following you even though you are dying. I'm following you. And he followed from Bethel to Gilgal or Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho to Jordan. He just followed everywhere. In the end, long story short, the whirlwind carrying Elijah to heaven meant that a mantle of double portion had to fall for Elijah. I'm just saying that if your pastor 
is always on ground the way you want him to be on ground. You will never carry a double portion of any grace. Sometimes the absence of the pastor, sometimes he's physically there, but he's spiritually absent. Sometimes he's physically absent. Sometimes he's spiritually absent. That's an opportunity for you to carry a double portion. And I've realized that out of every 51 people, only one person will stand a chance of carrying a mantle that is a double portion from a leader. The rest will be spectating and saying nonsense. And I, please, as the majority are saying nonsense, somebody has carried double portion. I'm praying that you'll be that one person carrying that double portion of the grace. That amen is not born again. Where is it from? Why is your amen dead like that? Yes, if we can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Times five plus one. Only one person is making it. That's why not too many people carry grace. Because too many people like to stand afar. Because the pastor is absent. If pastor travels, you see the lawyer ones, and you see the disloyal ones. Some people, they have, an, they have an automatic navigator over the pastor. It's a satellite. They know when the pastor is there and not there. And somewhere, somehow, spiritually, they can discern it. They will not be there. But the day the pastor is coming, even without announcement, they will be around. On one, one, four. But celebrate the death. I was with my pastor, good or bad. Yeah, it's a blessing. So, if God has, I'm not saying when your pastor deviates from doctrine. I'm just saying that the normal course of life, church will be enjoyable and sometimes will be very instructional and sometimes military. Because we have to, we have to do some things. And sometimes, when you see your pastor dead is when you become very emotional. When your emotions are overtaking you, you feel like pastor is not doing much. Where is even the anointing? Let me go and look for some prophet who will tell me something. Because emotional people, they need to hear something. To, are you here? I, 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 are, you, did, are you here or you travel to Burkina Faso? So you are allowed to be emotional. But don't leave. Praise the Lord. Praise God. <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> Jesus says, stay in the room. The way not to abandon the place God wants you to be is to walk in the spirit of obedience. And God must not say one thing twice to you. Stay means stay. Until the spirit comes upon you, then you can go. And even that, he's telling them where they should go. From Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria. Because Jesus always wants to know the location. God is interested in the location. Praise the Lord. He's interested. Obey, obey to stay. Obey to stay. Especially when you feel pushed. Especially, the Bible said that they stayed for the fear of the Jews. When you are afraid that you may never marry, it's not to live here to the disco. Like some of you, your family will be telling you, I saw you, I saw any fear, I saw any fear, church and home, church and home. Yeah, P.A. Oh, P.A. Oh, P.A. Oh, P.A. Are you going to market your body? Like, where are you going? 
When you are afraid for your life, don't leave. Stay. Don't do what? Don't leave. Stay. It's too powerful. Is it not powerful? It's too powerful. Number four. You have to love to stay assembled together. Always fellowship. That's the point. Always be part of the fellowship. And in fact, create an interest in you to commune with like-minded brethren. Some people, something small, then they isolate. They say, I want a me time. I want an alone time. Boy. You really, are you serious? Small time. And if you don't change it in church, you take it into your marriage. You are there now, something comes small now, we free bedroom. I want a me time. Three days. Three days. Three days. Or the demo arm will be for flower, Because on any phones, when your time and space, dear daughter, don't come on. Also, what thou? A hand time tea. Who's here? Me time. Who's here? Me time. And who's here? What thou, my me? One year me time. And that. Who pay our baby me time? A long time. Alone to woe. Woe bet me alone time. Oh, you're fasting, crying over phone. So, you have you ever done an alone time before? In in dry fasting, why you'll be Facebooking. That down who said open me time. Look, I'm telling you. For all animals that serve as prey to predators, the easiest way for them to be devoured is when they are separated. You see a flock of antelopes, the, the lion will chase them and he will just target one bee to isolate. No, we jai we mean you know, and I your can't so baby or be cooking me so bread by four. You get tired. Because sometimes your energy comes from the park. And human beings are energy-based beings. He says that when one is cold, the other who is warm will charge. Are you here at all? I'm feeling it already. He said when one falls, another will lift them up. But it's important to stay with the pack. Don't isolate. In fact, when you feel like isolating, that's when you have to join. And most of the time, people go into depression because... Something very bad has happened and they don't want to see anybody. No, when something very bad happens to you, allow people. Because your energy will come from people. Are you here? Your energy will come from, your energy will not come from isolation. You only isolate when you are strong. Not when you are weak. So if you have that mind of isolating one, two, your mama, sorry, you go papa, my one, that's why me boy for me, Jaya, sorry, oh Jaya, sorry, ask me. 
somebody who sit on a, a, a chair in church and says that some metal they attend a trial and attend a skirt. Ain't you know, major are sorry. Major are sorry. Hey. Now who ni minyama atetepe? Chale? Yes, please rise. If you have hands and you want to clap, clap for Jesus. On the way, we are sorry. Whoa! So stay here until I tell you to go. Too powerful. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.